0: I was quiet for too long (laughs) (laughs) We're back Ben, we're back in the tiny room That made me so uncomfortable (laughs) Theme music for the podcast Uh, We don't actually have any theme music So someone will probably make one up for us I don't want to name any Rachel I hope it's Rachel that does that For the podcast Yay! Yeah, we're back. I, it's it's sad that I honed that on the way to work sometimes. <laughs> it's yeah, exceptionally catchy. It's so catchy. Oh Ben, by the way, oh happy Ramadan. Thank you. I I, I will admit I'm, I've become something of a lapsed Muslim. <laughs> um, no, I just it was pointed out to me that we started our first ever episode by saying Happy Easter. Ah, so we've now to continue that for the rest of our. It's been branded to the podcast. Yeah, must Ramadan. We must mark the celebrations that fall at the same time. Yeah, when's Hanukkah? Christmasy, Christmasy time. Christmasy, okay. Christmas-y time. We're probably going to take a break then anyway. The Maybe holidays? Put out of greatest hits. Yeah, why not? Uh, ben. Yes, we've had a tweet. We've had a tweet. We have. We've had a tweet. We've had a tweet from Dan, Dan? Uh, on Twitter. Okay. He's at Mysterious Benefactor. Ooh, which I think is a, just a fantastic, quite name. A, quite a fantastic Twitter. And Dan has—he seems to be a concise person. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dan's tweet is the word fables and a question mark. Oh, okay. Which I suppose is to be read like fables. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it? Okay. So, so, fa- so fables. So so we're going to t- <laughs> <laughs> fabled but said with a questioning intonation. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, so we're back. We're back. We're back. It's, it's big- Ramadan. It was Easter last time. It's all come full circle. Episode 7. <laughs> <laughs> um Ben, I haven't really read fables though, which is going to be an issue. That um uh, that that might. Well, the good news is I've read fables Yay. extensively. Intensively, in in te- probably too intensively, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> with a magnifying glass. Yeah, I, I got down to the the pixels. I I went right down and a furrowed brow. <clears throat> That's why I still have creases above my eyes. <laughs> I thought it was Botox. Mm, no, it wasn't. Um, but before we before we do that, let's uh, let's take a look at our at the news for the week. Um, do you have any notes? Uh, no. Uh, no, <laughs> not a lot happened really, did it? Bit of sparse week. It was sparse. Well, for our opening segment, <laughs> yeah. was it? It wasn't so much that it was sparse; just that it seems like Wonder Woman just swept the, everything. The the known world, <laughs> <laughs> like just everybody just went pow. Wonder Woman. Wonder, wo- Do they- Wonder Woman. There we go. Like that. Yeah. And yeah. basically, everyone that. I follow on Twitter or Instagram or any social media is just all Wonder Woman which you're getting very good at I, yeah thanks Ben mm, I, I, just, <laughs> I just thought it should be said Nick does a lot of hard work when it comes to the social media oh, stop. he's new oh, I'm blushing and he needs a little pat on the back every now and then oh thanks Ben he's doing um, very well so anyway did you, did you enjoy Wonder Woman? <sighs> D- define enjoy did you see Wonder Woman? By your definition, no. So <laughs> no, Ben hasn't seen Wonder Woman. I haven't gotten around to seeing. If is it Warner Brothers? Wonder. It is Warner Brothers. If Warner Brothers would like to send us some free tickets to Wonder Woman, I could use them. Ben could use them because he he hasn't seen it. Or if Marvel want to send us some free tickets to Guardians of the Galaxy too, I still haven't seen that either. So That's two movies on the list now. I'm starting to worry that this whole podcast thing is a is a performance art James Franco-esque thing that you're doing it is (laughs) it is you just you just stepped on a year's worth of method oh for god's sake I stepped on a year's worth of bits a year's worth of bits (laughs) quite a lot of testicles (laughs) (laughs) bits means testicles I didn't didn't notice that anyway Ben look I did see Wonder Woman cool I want to see it with uh, with with my friend Shane your friend Shane my friend Shane um, Shane is a self 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 no. proclaimed self proclaimed no there's no. a better one self professed self professed that'll he, do yeah he's a self professed uh, expert in pornography right yeah that's the um, that's exactly the right reaction to that But <laughs> there's not a lot you can say to that really yeah well he um, is but from an artistic standpoint Oh, for the aesthetics. The aesthetics. He's into porn for the aesthetics. The plots. The equipment. The equipment. The, the manufacturing qu- process. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, things that vibrate. Ugh. Things that are anyway. you know. So So Shane gave me permission to read his review oh, of Wonder okay, Woman. Okay, we have a review. So I actually have a <clears> couple <throat> of reviews. But this is Shane's review. Fantastic. And this is what Shane says. He says there's a new metric by which I shall judge you. If you liked Wonder Woman as a movie, not just because of a throbbing in your throbby bits. Fair. I think you're a simpleton. Ooh. It's one of those movies where on every level, acting, choreography, script, special effects, and so on, I suspect the porn parody to outshine it. Ooh. I know. Ooh. The scathing. S-sc- scathing. A scathing review. Like, that's so sca- the skating like, <laughs> does scathing mean like cutting off skin no, if it s- does skating means that it scratches yeah, something but then there's no skin uh, left uh, yeah I think it probably leaves everything a little bit raw on the other hand and I put these two people on about the same footing uh, Stephanie Zach- I didn't write her name down clearly uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephanie Zach, and Ender, from Time Magazine Time magazine, a eh? professional a professional she's, she's a pro. woman she's pro not that kind of pro oh god Ben sorry <laughs> Sorry. feminists might listen but because we're talking just, about Wonder Woman I, I didn't mean it like that Ben's retraction <laughs> I can probably set oh, up the theme don't, I don't want to be social justice Oh, no, just leave me alone I made a mistake I'm a simpleton anyways I'll Stephanie, probably like Wonder Woman when I see it Stephanie's like a contender. Uh, from Time Magazine who's a professional film critic not like us not two, like us two men in a tiny couple room of, couple of rubes uh, she said that Wonder Woman is a cut above Ooh. Uh, the type of superhero movies we've been seeing for the last few years right so Ooh. I mean how are, how are these how are these opposing forces so strong like I understand people have opinions because people are people polar opposites between two people I hold in equal regard A professional writer from Time Magazine and a Southpacific Shane. (laughs) 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 So, look, I'm going to high praise. I'm going to try to avoid spoilers, okay? Because um, you you haven't seen it, first of all. Um, But I think most of the world will have seen it by the time this episode comes out. So, there might be a little bit of spoilers. You can cover yours. Um, Okay. Here's the thing, right? Right. Wonder Woman is DC's first Marvel movie. Uh, Right? You get me? uh, Right? I'm not saying if it's good or bad. It's good. But it's very stylized. It's it's a Marvel movie. Someone in DC had the good sense to say, wait a minute. Finally. Let's let's do one of them. Let's do one of the good ones. Because they make an awful lot of money. Well, like we said last week, the DC movies were still making money but they just weren't the critical darlings of the of the marvel movies. They're awfully liked as films. Yeah, they're <laughs> beloved. Would you I, say yeah. Yeah, everyone's got their favorites. Um so it's exactly like it it it's not stunningly it's not the greatest film ever made. This idea that Wonder Woman is the greatest superhero film that has ever happened. I don't know what movie those people are watching. Okay. It's okay. just It's a Marvel movie. It's a Marvel. It's a Phase 1 Marvel movie. Phase 1? Phase 1 Marvel movie. All the way back to the days of Phase 1. 2010. It's a 2010 Marvel movie with 2017 graphics. Nice. Right? Here's what it is, right? It's exactly as good as Doctor Strange. Exactly. (sighs) Does that does that fill me with your, No, it's exactly as good as it. That's Doctor Strange. is a good film. It's grand. It's grand. It's grand. It's grand. Remember how Doctor Strange was kind of criticised as being basically a rethread of Iron Man, but with mysticism. Yeah. You could say that Wonder Woman is exactly a rethread of Captain America, but with mystic women. Mystic My- women. Mysticism. Mystic women. Mr. Mines Stalactites Okay So we're, we've got Two Equal things But Yeah opposites But like kind of. Better Better than Saban 2007 Let me say that again <laughs> Better <It's> than okay <laughs> just go back it's fine. it's fine Better than Better than 2017's Saban's Power Rangers Which Easily Okay, okay well then Which is It's it, at least memorable yeah, in that regard. Yeah, but look. How? Look, let me say. Look. How is it? A, how is it a Marvel sorry, movie? Sorry. Go this ahead. Is, this is how it's a Marvel movie. Uh, first of all, wafer thin villains, uh, paper thin. What's thinner than paper? Gossamer-thin. Gossamer thin. Gossamer thin. Monomolecular ooh. thin. How many? How many I, did you go? No, to? I, I don't even have this now. Oh, well, okay. this is off the cuff. Just, it's just. It's the all oh, the villains so thin. Oh really? Oh, it's 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 a Marvel like it's it's less than a Marvel villain. Are they German? They are German. They're German. and they've forgotten they're not Nazis. You know that? Oh no! It's World War One. Nazis didn't come till World War Two. Yeah, dopes. Yeah, planks. Um, and speaking of that, actually, oh my God, the all oh, the accents. They're oh. they're trying to gain access to a castle. So uh, Chris Pine dresses up in a in a. Not a Nazi. Not a Nazi. Just a German. Chris Pine is not a Nazi to the best knowledge of this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so he dresses <laughs> up as a as a Slanders. German officer. <laughs> and uh, his his Arabic friend is his driver to try and sneak into the castle. Oh, yeah, and because an Arab wouldn't be out of place in World War One Germany. Well well he's the driver. He's oh, like his assistant the, and he he's, plays he's, it up. He's the help. He plays it up. He's like, Oh my please my friend, I'm sorry, I forgot my invitation for my bus. Je- that's no, no, only no, 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 we're going to allow it because it's a parody of a parody. That's slightly, only slightly more racist than the actual thing. Parody but of a then, parody. But then, Chris Pine as... What's his name? Steve Trevor? Steve, Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor. Yeah, Steve. One a woman's ma- first love. Yeah, a man called Steve in a war setting. Anyway. Blonde. Um, a blonde blondish. blue blonde. and, and he says, yes, are you talking about... Captain America? Captain America and Wonder Woman Fall in Love. Is that not the plot of the movie? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Best crossover. <Make> <laughs> anyway, he, he's getting into the castle and he goes, Why, driver, why don't you have my invitation for this very important party of evil people? He's, that might not be word for word what he says. I, I feel like it's right. paraphrased. Oh, God, it's bad. Uh, that, that bit. That the bit. movie itself is fine. Um, there's, a, there's a... Somewhere... Somewhere out there In Scotland Beneath the Sorry ben have it. I love Five <laughs> Five goes west Five comes to New York I used to be terrified Of that cat monster He was awful That was a terrifying film Very off-putting Yeah Yoke We used to watch that In school I think You're bringing back A lot of traumatic memories <laughs> Sorry um, For those of you That can't see Mick is actually now In the corner of the room Playing with action figures that's what I do normally anyway <laughs> somewhere out there in Scotland with Mark Miller probably there are two men in a room recording a podcast complaining about the representation of Scottish characters in film as they should yeah and they have a character in this in the kind of fake howling commandos ah we've 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 fake howling commandos Wonder Woman's let's, howling uh, commandos let's play let's play a game Ben okay we'll play a quick game in this game I'll give you two, I'll, I'll give you something which happens and then you have to tell me if this thing happens in Captain America the First Avenger oh, or shit. Wonder Woman. Um, so uh, a man called Steve has to go on a mission <laughs> into Germany <laughs> and in order to help him he assembles a team, a ragtag bunch of yeah. stereotypes. Which Which movie do you think that is? Is it? Is it both? It's, both? it's both. It was a trick question. Um, ben, hold on. Let's do a, a fairer one. <coughs> Let's do this one. Uh, a man called Steve, played by a man called Chris, right, uh, has to stop an experimental bomber from taking off with a new super weapon, which could which could extend the war. Definitely Captain America the first. It's both. It's both. <laughs> I, I'm walking to it. was a ruse. Ah. Look, here's the thing, right? This thing, it's a good movie. Okay. I liked it. I would see it again. It's exactly as good as as uh, as Doctor Strange. If I was giving it a mark out of a thousand, I would give seven hundred and forty three out of a thousand. Seventy four percent. No, seven hundred and forty three out of a thousand. Seventy four point three per cent. Um Yes, <laughs> It's some mathematics. It's, it's a gloomy day, I haven't um, covered this already. <laughs> Today is a slow, maple syrup in a refrigerator kind of day. <laughs> the thing is though, right, this movie has inspired me to never access the website Rotten Tomatoes again. Because it has a 93% fresh rating. It I got right. a 100% at one point. Right? It went, it went all the way... Meanwhile, Iron Fist, which wasn't Whoa. great... Iron Fist wasn't wonderful Bit rough Bit rough but Easily the weakest Marvel TV show Seems so like far. They just needed to Round out the Defenders 17% They're, it's, they're just Don't think it was that bad right. I think we might be playing Which one is more progressive that, I think we might be playing The game show Who's more progressive I don't want to say that I've said that You have You will feel the wrath what well, I've actually, already got Feminists coming after me I'm, I'm okay Yeah for dates Yeah <laughs> ben, that's your opinion. I doubt feminists would agree. Okay, let's move on. Anyway, it's a good movie. Go see the movie. Better than Power Rangers. <laughs> ben, if, if a feminist wants to go on a date with Ben to Wonder Woman, that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> so Ben, let's get back to uh, to mysterious benefactor. Dan yeah, sorry, and and tell us uh, what even what even is fables? what even is fables. Fables is a. Uh, a Vertigo series We've mentioned Vertigo On the podcast before Vertigo mm-hmm. is the Independent Or rather mature uh, Label For DC Comics Garth Ennis Garth Ennis And his shenanigans With, with Priests and Irish vampires oh. That say How are you? We weren't supposed to do this Did you see the trailer For Preacher Season 2 I did not It looks really good We'll talk about it think, next week oh, Excellent I can't wait Because I enjoyed Preacher Season 1 I didn't, but that's a whole whole oh. other episode. Okay, well we'll we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. only time will tell. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, what it is is what it is is um, is a two thousand and two mm-hmm. uh, title from Vertigo, which kind of looks at a modern. Let's play one of our famous games. How old were you in 2002? Ah, uh, well, I'm 26 now, <laughs> and it's 2017. It's 15 years from 26. I was 11. Yay! I was 11. What I was a, 11 when I was. What a needlessly complicated out. way of I working that. Like, <laughs> Logic doesn't work in my brain. Leave me pee. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it came out in 2002, mm-hmm. um, and it has a very simple premise. Yep. Every single fairy tale, nursery rhyme, folk tale, legend or myth that you heard when you were knee high to a grasshopper the boy who cried wolf the boy who cried wolf for example which mm-hmm. we will feature later in the podcast nice you've just unbeknownst to yourself stumbled upon a little thing I've stepped on a bit that's we're what we're going to do you stepped on some bits <laughs> not a year's worth <laughs> <laughs> but it was enough to cause damage um, so uh, basically all of that that entire canon of, of folk story fable etc mm-hmm. um, that's all real in right. This particular, the goose um, that laid the golden egg. They, all of it exists. Wow. Um, there are anthropomorphic toads. Um, the ant and the grasshopper. There are yeah. There are shape shifting, uh, shape dragons and, and things like that. And it's it's there's there's witches. And, wow. Um, they all get along and basically the lion and the mouse the lion and the mouse are also there yes Um, Mick actually has his favourite book of fables open in front of him on the (laughs) contents page just to put me off the fox Um, and the hound the fox and the hound also exists they're they're all they're all there all of that canon the lion the witch and the wardrobe so there Believe it or not It actually is there uh, The line the Witch And the Wardrobe features They have uh, Different domains Within So basically The fables originally existed In something called The Heartland That's what they call it They call it the Heartland Or the Homeland okay, mm-hmm. That's what they refer to it as um, And there is an event Not dissimilar To the Avengers event but with far la- longer lasting consequences, there is uh, an evil entity in the fables universe called the adversary. Mm. Adversary. I don't know. Adversary. I adversary. don't know. For those of you who prefer, let's, one or the well, other, let's pick one each. You can have. I'll say adversary, and I'll say adversary. Which is probably the better one, but sure that's Oh, okay. Fine. Adversary. Anyway, we'll see you next week in Ben's Retractions. Um, <laughs> uh, and then we'll keep going with that. Uh, and the uh, adversary, um, adversary, whatever. Uh, he basically launched a huge campaign to wipe Fables out of existence and oh. stole their homeland. What a dickhead. Bit, bit. There Reiki. Ooh. Um no, but there is there are elements of that Hitler's at, back at play. It's not it's not Hitler. It's not Hitler. Uh but anyway. They they are now considered to be legends in exile. That is the name of the first volume uh of fables, and it's because they all live in New York now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the not so subtly named Fabletown. Uh Fableton. Fableton. Which sounds a little bit like a kid's show. It's not. Um should be though. <laughs> um yeah, anyway, so that's how that works. Anyway. Who's the who's the writing and drawing people? Uh, so, we have two main uh, creators. We have um, Bill William, who is the writer. Um, he wrote all 150 issues, I think, of the original run. Do you think his wife ever answers questions about him by saying, like, oh, someone says, oh, is, is Bill working on a new thing? And she says well I'm willing him. that's not great is it maybe we'll cut that cut that out <laughs> if, if you want to stop listening now um ladies and gentlemen I I'm sorry I'd be disappointed but I don't understand I'm sorry um, sponsors sorry mysterious benefactors god damn it Dan's never gonna <laughs> us ever again <laughs> he's never gonna do it again um and then uh, yeah so uh, Bill Williams does all the writing uh, Mark Buckingham takes over the majority of uh, the artwork mm-hmm. um, except for the first five issues which were written by Mark Lan? Land- Landon I don't know Land- it's here Land- it's, it's in the tiny room somewhere something like that we have a copy of we it we have it a copy of it in the tiny room we'll come back to it um, we'll come back to it no it's not here um, and yeah Um, The other person that probably should be mentioned is James Jean. He created these amazing ethereal kind of covers for each issue. Um, James Dean. James Jean. James Jean. Not the guy with the comb. Well, you'd have to ask Shane. Um, (laughs) He'd probably know who James Dean was. James Dean, not just a normal actor? No, not just a normal actor. Well, who am I thinking of? Um... I, uh, you're thinking you're thinking of the normal actor uh, <laughs> there is not just a normal actor okay of course you wouldn't know this because you're in a happy relationship Yeah. some of us aren't uh so we are <laughs> god so, that was dark that so, so got dark that <laughs> got, got dark pretty quickly it was just supposed to be a bit <laughs> um, so yeah basically uh, very popular series mm-hmm. um some very clever things done it's kind of a really nice blend of modern fantasy uh, meets high fantasy I guess Um, it dips in and out of both universes sometimes it's very uh, true to life Mm -hmm. and other times it just goes completely off the deep end with the fable logic that comes Mm. with myths and legends Uh, it's right up my street I absolutely love it I love mythology and fables and things like that so um, it was one of my favourite series The Crow and the Pitcher while it was running Crow and the Pitcher also features (laughs) (laughs) stupid Of course they do It's one of, of Ace Well it's a Bastardised version Of one of Ace of sales, But yeah okay So why 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 Can't I finish the sentence We're we're doing We're doing a pitch You're going to pitch this to I, me well, I'm going to do a pitch You're this going to do a pitch This week um, um, We're cool. pitching I'm catching That's um, the way it's always been Why That's not- Why does, ask me why it doesn't exist already. So, uh, what kind of always surprised me, uh, especially with the recent bout of adaptation, is why why doesn't Fables even exist yet? What a good question, Ben. I thought Um, so. So, look, I've done some research. No, you? As is my want. Um, And Fables, when it was really, like, this was really popular, this comic book series. This is absolutely huge. Took off. And NBC, the the television network, I believe it stands for nothing but cocks. <laughs> Probably doesn't. I actually it does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they optioned uh, Fables well, for two thousand six, two thousand seven. So, uh, right at the height of its popularity. Yeah, yeah. And they said, oh, hello. Oh, no, hold on. They'd be American, wouldn't they? Oh, Ooh, hey, guys. Hey. we yeah. We really want to make this thing you got here into like a TV show or something. Guys, some this such. franchise is hot right now. We got to get on it. <laughs> Dangerously close to Morty. We got, I am a little close. I am a little close. So, they, they, they did that. They they bought the option. And then they said, ah, you know what? That looks expensive. We'll just make this thing called Grimm instead Oh Right Have you seen Grimm? I, I have I don't like Grimm So Grimm Is uh, It's a bloody well procedural Yeah It's a procedural Yeah But it's a procedural set in this Very Similar world Where Exceptionally similar I mean the first episode of Grimm Is about A big bad wolf character Who hunts and kills Women who wear red clothes Gee, what does that sound like? Uh, Little Red Riding Hood, then. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, thanks. then I mean, in Grimm he, he he gets a friend who's like a former Big Bad Wolf who's now kind of blue oh, covered. I what it's called. Yeah, uh, so that that's what became of the oh, first effort, NBC's Nothing But Fables. Cocks. Fables Dreams. So Fables went back to uh, an available property. Yeah, the and was released. Yeah, ABC. Anything but Cox <laughs> Homophobic network Not a <laughs> fan not, not, not a fan Because um, <laughs> ABC ABC is Disney isn't it? ABC is, is Disney Because ABC have The because Marvel shows they do all the Marvel shows So ABC Optioned it for the 2009 2010 which season Which is really right up their street Yeah uh, And here's why Because In the middle of Probably adapting it Which you're going to do Sure. Um, and They decided mm, That's alright and no. But what if we could make it a soap opera? And they... Oh! Once Upon a Time. No. Right? Is that where that came from? That's where that came from. Um, so Once Upon a Time is about a bunch of fairy tale and yeah. mythological and fables characters. Yeah. From... From... Their original world, and then there's a big incident oh where goodness. an evil entity banishes them all to the real world. I actually, I actually, just just in case anyone thinks that I'm feigning, I did not realise this at all. And so um, they're they're all banished to Storybrook which is that's, that's a, very very close to, to w- Fable Town. right? Yeah. And uh, so so that that's seven Everything years in Cox now. Do not care. That's seven years in seven seasons. I think Grim is Grim. Grim is on seven. I think. Isn't yeah, they're. I mean, they have both got long runs out of essentially the I, same I, like premise. The, the writers of, of both of these shows have kind of admitted, "Look, we. I mean, there are similarities. We might have read an issue or two of Fables. Oh yeah, you just picked it up. But we're we're telling a different story from the same book. Do you think or, Bill is seeing money off these options? Highly or no, I wouldn't imagine. Is he just tearing his hair? Out he looking has at to be like. Kitch like Coronation Street style plot <laughs> I, I, I some of the remember. casting in Once Upon a Time is pretty good but anyway that's totally it? good. yeah it's pretty it's pretty good I've never, um, I've never Lana Perilla the lovely Lana Perilla she's oh. the evil queen from Once Upon a Time it's probably the only know her from okay. I think she would have been a, a good Snow White younger but anyway that's off topic then uh, a couple of years ago Warner Brothers WB whoops, whoops. I can't come up with a humorous acronym for WB. Oh (laughs) Jesus! Oh, it's got gritty in here. Uh, (laughs) We just went from nothing but cocks to anything but cocks to white bitches. (laughs) So they white butts, butts. white butts, white butts. That is a little bit children friendly. So So white butts. I'm not getting a feminist date to Warner Woman. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Warner Brothers decided to make a movie from oh, Fables a movie a movie uh, which is probably not a great idea because it's 150 issues that's I mean, like a long episode of a television show it, well these days yeah, true it kind of is so, so they yeah. got uh, David Yates on board to direct okay um, could, you, you might, could you fill me in on what he's done before well he's a Harry Potter man oh he's, he's is he Harry Potter number three or four, Azkaban. Azkaban. I think he's my fa- the, my favorite Harry he's Potter. Probably the best so. Harry Potter. Um, he's not the best Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe is the best Harry Potter. But although that's fiercely contended between the two. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's the thing. Shortly after that was kind of announced, it slowly kind of disappeared, and then Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. No. Came about. Where do you find them? in in New York apparently in New York Mm -hmm. well in the suitcase in New York but in New York Mm -hmm. so he kind of went off that into another film about the magical side of New York that explains why I liked Fantastic Beasts so much compared to a lot of the Harry Potter films I'm telling you I really enjoyed Fantastic Beasts were were I the creators of Fables I would be I'm going to slam my book dramatically okay pissed off and that's that's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on, hit us with a pitch. <clears throat> so, to preface this a little bit, we've pitched on this show before. We have. Um, however, uh, Michael possesses quite a keen talent for uh, fully thought out arcs um, and a lot of very, very tight sequences. I am more of a scatterbrained buffoon um, <laughs> and I like to tell stories in big pictures Yeah, uh, because it helps me concentrate I like pictures um, so to give you a little bit of a hint uh, my my season one if okay. you will so hold on what what network are we aiming for what, a, uh, I would what say format actually having seen American Gods I would say we we're aiming for stars stars by the time this is done wow. uh, stars get out of here Netflix or maybe HBO. Wow, that, that We're adult. we're going. We're we're going to we're going to attempt a genre hybrid. Okay. Because near as I can tell, in the recent climate with regards to media, mm-hmm. genre hybrids are the type of movies that do the best, or the type of series that do the best. To give a, an example of that, Logan was yep. a very interesting genre hybrid of the superhero film and family drama. Um, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a war film and a superhero drama. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You reacted pretty quickly to that. Um, Yeah. Um, So, uh, I think genre hybrid's time to do well, so we have a little bit of that going on. Okay. Um, Right. So, to begin, just to to get right... Eight episodes. uh, Eight episodes is our uh, podcast, scientifically determined uh, by a battery Of rigorous testing uh, to be the best format for a series. So we just made it up. um, Seriously tested. Yeah. So uh, we have eight episodes. Yes. Um, However, Uh I'm going to paint it in arcs. Yeah, broad, broad strokes. Uh, Rest assured, it will be eight episodes in its final form. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So the two things that you need to pay the most attention to here is that there are two characters that this series will focus on more than any other because the series fables whilst about all mythology mm-hmm. actually focuses on two characters as well. Right. The two characters are Bigby Wolf mm-hmm. uh, which if you're you know a little bit slow is Big <laughs> B Wolf which could also be Big oh, Bad Wolf. The B stands for bad okay. Uh, however, However so it didn't seem too obvious it's Big B as in B-I-G-B-Y. Clever. Uh, there's no no flies on Bill. No flies <laughs> on Bill. And the other character that's going to focus on is Snow White. Um, so these are two characters um, that are extremely important to the original comic, and they are the centre of um, my pitch. Okay, okay. can okay. I interject for a second? Yes, you can, absolutely. I have read one issue of Fables. Only one? Just one. Just Just the one. Just one issue ever. The first one. In anticipation of this, yeah. So this is going to be all new to me. Okay, nice. I, I look forward to your childlike Um to It's not going to be as good as Moonlight, though. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really nervous. Um, so the important, the other important factor that we have to put in before I start is actually yeah. there are technically two canons of fables now. Uh-huh. Because in 2014, Telltale Games, which is a very popular uh, game production company, Walking Dead released. They did the Walking Dead, correct. Batman. Um, And they specialise in moral choices games. So it's point and clicks um, with a little bit of RPG mixed in, things like that. Mm -hmm. They actually adapted Fables into a very, 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 very successful video game uh, series. Uh, They did a Telltale video game series where they released each new chapter of the game uh, in 2013. And it was called The Wolf Among Us and it featured on a very heavily noir adaptation of Fables and it worked wonderfully well was it was it an adaptation, or a, uh, was it a, an adaptation or a or a, or a retelling like I mean was it's it a new story let me just put that simply was it a new story or the same story <laughs> I think it was a new story like okay you're reintroduced to the relationship between Snow White and Bigby in a whole new way mm-hmm. um, so I've taken elements from both okay because I feel that the darker tone set in the Telltale game mm-hmm. Might be more useful for, a, for television. For, a television. T- for television. That's what we do here. That's what we do here. We we, we, we like to go a little down. Synthesise. We Yeah, we, we take a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, that's what's synthesize, synthesize.
0: So, we're going to start very simply. Okay. There's a man. Oh. He gets out of a cab. Yeah. It's episode one. <laughs> okay. All we hear is footsteps. He's climbing up some stairs. He seems to go on forever and ever and ever. He comes to a door. Oh. The door says... S. White, Deputy Mayor. Oh. Okay. He bursts in the door. S- s- snow White. Sorry if I stepped on your bit. <laughs> <laughs> so he bursts in the door. He bursts in the door. And then we cut straight to something else. Oh, I've spoiled a bit. Okay, no, you've spoiled no bits. Okay. Good. No bits have been spoiled. In the no. making of this podcast. Um, and we cut straight to the next thing. Right. Which is a steady dripping noise. Mm-hmm. Very very standard kind of cliche um, noir scene. Okay. So we've got a little bit of blood. Is it black uh, and white? It's not black and white. It's going to be more uh, red. Oh, we're gonna have more red. Sepia. Um, no red. No heavily red. Okay, heavily red. red. It's going to be color uh, recolored to be heavily red. Color okay. corrected to be quite red. Okay. Um, we hear a dripping. Um, we see something written on a wall can't make it out mm-hmm. okay uh, and then we pan across oh is it blood the, we, we pan, it could be blood Oh, geez. it could be blood so we pan across the room mm-hmm. and we see some objects it's a New York apartment yep. it's very clear there's an ashtray um, there's some vinyls probably a little hipster a flannel a flannel <laughs> a flannel. A flannel flannel's just a Williamsburg apartment. about the place. And it's and it's, it's been turned upside down oh. maybe a little bit of reefer Oh, a little bit of reefer oh. in the ashtray because smoking's not cool you know now and then we see some objects that don't really fit. Like what? Uh, some, some very old-looking coins, for oh. example. And um, oh. some very, um, some very strange-looking uh, jewellery. Things oh, okay. like that, that. That doesn't seem really like something a hipster would wear. It's out of place. It's out of place. Anachronistic. Okay? And then we snap back to a conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the conversation. I want you to picture the red, and I want you to picture the fade in to a red leather chair. And I want you to come to the conversation. Okay, I'm with okay? you. Okay, I'm with you. Now you sound a bit like Darren Brown. <laughs> oh, am I? Um, <laughs> it sounds like you're hypnotizing I don't mean me. To hypnotize. <laughs> anyway, we come to Snow White. Okay. And Snow White, in my version of events, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. I have a slideshow here to show. Slideshow. Can... <laughs> really? Yeah. Lena, Lena Headley from Lena Game Lena Headley I think she'd make a wonderful Lena Headley Snow White. I, I I thought that she would be rather fitting out of left field yeah did not expect that a little that. bit now she has to dye her hair black obviously obviously But I think Lena Headley Would be quite good As a cold Now It's very important We're going to build the character Because I'm big on character character And Um, motif And motif I've got so many Stacks of motifs (laughs) Oh god I've got so many motifs I don't know what to do with them (laughs) Um, So I want you to picture Lena Headley Okay The lovely The lovely Lena Headley With a very stern face She usually has one There is someone Mm -hmm. Just Just Talking at her Right, just okay. banging on. Just banging on. And she's she's very composed. Very composed, and that's very important. So, we're we'll going do a slow pan around. We'll yeah. see who's having the conversation. And it's a very beautiful woman. Oh, good. Okay, yeah, I mean, we we have to have a few beautiful women. Is it women. Christina Milian? It's not Christina Milian yet, but Christina Milian is going to be the Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it's not Christina Milian. Next to her is a large, large gentleman uh-huh. who looks to be in some kind of horrible disfigurement phase oh good okay oh that's put me right off and the woman is basically being very sharp uh-huh. with Miss White uh-huh. and this is where I want you to pay attention to the first tone that we're putting this is going to be slightly bureaucratic okay it's going to be a little bit comic a bit red tape okay very red tape very in the thick of it very okay. in the thick of it was a show uh, for the BBC starring the current uh, Doctor Who Doctor, Doctor Who um, Malcolm Tucker Malcolm Tucker, also known as. I can't remember his real name. Oh my goodness. Oh, fill the air, Ben, fill the uh, air while we anyway. couldn't remember. Doctor Who. Um, and very Veep. A little, little bit of Veep going on here. Uh, touches of Aaron Sorkin will be thrown in later. Okay? So, the conversation is about <laughs> something called a glamour. Okay? Okay? This woman. The Women's Magazine. No, no. A glamour is a spell used to conceal something that isn't uh, supposed to look the way it does. Ah. Um, it's cast by witches. Ah, witches. Witches. Um, witches' butts, which is, which is what Warner Brothers <laughs> reminded itself <laughs> as once upon a time. Um, yeah, anyway. She is asking for money to pay for a glamour, right? Because it turns out glamours are quite expensive things because magic is not uh, the easy-to-come-by thing that it used to be in the heartland oh okay so got a little bit of exposition dialogue here we understand yeah, that there are some characters are. Mm-hmm. they don't belong where they are currently mm-hmm. they yearn for a yesteryear yeah and um, and it's not going very well so we later find out in a not very subtle way that this is Beauty and the Beast from the original French fairy ah, tale ah very clever Um. and in a very interesting way Beast is mid transformation because their marriage is a little bit shaky okay their marriage is a little bit shaky Okay, um for anyone that's read the comics, this is exactly the opening scene scene for scene of the uh, almost scene for scene there's a little bit of timeline jumping forward okay um and the characters change a little bit um so we move on from there um we become very uh, we see that Snow White is actually very like. A Kevin Spacey type character from House of Cards. She's oh. very calculated and very cold oh, and very like Cersei Lannister. Simple in his I suppose not unlike Cersei Lannister. Absolutely. Um, and she shuts Peter this Capaldi! <laughs> that was his name. Peter Capaldi <laughs> it is Peter Capaldi <laughs> Sorry, where were you? <laughs> so she shuts this down. And then we get a little hint of a little bit of tension between uh, be- uh, beauty and thing. And she goes on about how Snow White has divorced her prince centuries so, ago. Can I ask why? Oh. Ooh. Mm. Mm. so the claws the claws are coming out for this particular thing why haven't you told us who's playing Beauty is she not that important Beauty's not that important okay. for this arc okay. she will feature maybe later mm-hmm. um, I'm sure the studios will want some input yeah, we when can they re- buy the option re- recast her yeah we can recast it's fine um, who played Beauty in Once Upon a Time it was your one from Out of Lost oh she was in Lost She played Claire in Lost I've forgotten her You've name You've lost me yeah. Ah <laughs> <laughs> So Anyway Thankfully this heated situation Is diffused almost instantly By someone bursting through the door And we realise that the man From the start Who was running up the stairs uh-huh. And he's revealed to be None other than Because I went on a Game of Thrones Casting binge Kit Harrington. Kid Harrington. Harrington Kit Harrington features In our Fables uh, Adaptation And he's going to be Jack Of Jack and the Beanstalk Oh that's nice um, So presumably this is going to happen After Game of Thrones ends um, yeah, well, it has to because yeah. HBO will need a new franchise, ah. uh, and they'll want to continue working with people that brought them so much money last time. So, if HBO want to sponsor the podcast, uh, get in touch with me first, and don't don't let me know. <laughs> um, Sweet, this is, this is my pitch. I've been betrayed, <laughs> stabbed in the back. Game of Thrones. <laughs> so, this is the perfect moment. Uh, he bursts in. He says, "Snow, something horrible has happened." Blah blah. Can he's, I ask? He's out of breath. When he bursts in, does he have a shirt on or is he shirtless? <laughs> he's shirtless in the slideshow. Um because I was quite impressed with like the midsection <laughs> here. That, that four pack is, is it's a full six pack, I think. I don't know. there's an eight going on there, I there's think. There's an eight. Oh we got oh we got full eight. oh there's there's yeah, there's, there's a bit there. of an eight. Yeah. Um yeah, he will have a shirt on in this. Okay. He'll be a little bit scruffy actually, much like Kit Harrington often is. Yeah. Um but um he's almost comical and I want you to pay attention to that. He's very ridiculously out of breath okay um, <gasps> and Snow White silences him with a single look and we cut to the next scene okay. the next scene is the two of them having a little chat mm-hmm. Um he's trying to understand or he's trying to explain she's trying to understand mm-hmm. and what comes out of this is that Snow White's sister yeah. Red Rose who is not an actual fable but was something created for fables okay Um has gone missing uh oh Jack of Jack and the Beanstalk was dating this woman okay prime suspect and now she's gone missing and Snow's only response to this is Christ we need the fucking sheriff (laughs) okay (laughs) now so, we followed very faithfully the first couple of scenes from the right. original Fables comic, and now we're going to jump to 2014's, because they turned it into a graphic novel. They turned the Telltale game into a graphic novel. They adapted the adaptation. They adapted the adaption, because wow. Vertigo realised, oh, people want more fables in their life. Mm-hmm. Let's give it to them. Yeah. And they did. Um, now, all we see is someone hurtling out of a window. Uh, we cut straight to our scenes. This is our big bad introduction to the big bad wolf. Um, and two men hurtle out of a window. In a tenement building in New York somewhere. Right. And both hurtle down into a car and you see it. Okay? And they're dead. So, the first man to hit the car... Yeah. ...smashes straight in. The other man rolls off and groans, then stands up. Okay? Classic. And, now, this is where I had some debate. So, okay. there are two people that I would choose to play Bigby Wolf. One of them is an Irishman. A famous Irishman. A famous Irishman. <laughs> For any fans of Poldark, you're probably familiar with Aidan Turner. Or the Hobbit. Or the Hobbit. Yeah, if you've seen the Hobbit, he's one of the dwarves. Or being human. Being human, he's a vampire. I actually quite enjoyed being human. Yeah, being human human was good. Or what else is he in? That's it. That's that's about it for now. I've summed up his career. He'll be in more. Yeah, he's quite popular He'll pop up again. He's very handsome man. Um, he's quite close to the comics. Um, and so it could be him. Mm -hmm. Um, or he might want to avoid being a werewolf, having been a vampire and a hobbit. I'm very I'm certain those communities don't actually hold grudges right for <laughs> casting decisions so I'm not sure it's not much of an issue. Or Or the other possibility is Idris Elba Idris Elba but yeah. he's from a different race. He is which is you know I'm sure I'm sure some neckbeard somewhere <laughs> is twisting his chin hairs right on round <laughs> pulling it going no 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 you don't need ethnic diversity and mm, I didn't choose Idris Elba because he's of a different ethnic background. (laughs) I chose Idris Elba because he's quite a good actor. He's quite good at acting. And he's bloody good at being... There's a huge age difference there between Aidan Turner and Idris Elba. Uh, There is. There is a huge age difference between the two. But it depends on the tone we're trying to put across in Mm -hmm. the thing. So... Actually what this introduces Is our second tone So we have our first tone And so it makes it A genre hybrid It's a little bit of A bureaucratic Political Satire Yeah And we're also Going to have a noir Ooh. Arc running through uh, And both themes Are represented By both characters Bigby Wolf is Noir mm-hmm. And Snow White Is the bureaucratic theme And The two worlds Shall meet oh, The two worlds collide. Shall meet So What's actually happening In this interaction Is that The huntsman Of the famous Red Riding Hood Fable who murdered the wolf and Bigby Chris Hemsworth earthen. okay we could make him Chris Hemsworth if you want to give a little nod to the <laughs> to the strange movie that was very strange it was a strange it wasn't awful like special effects were pretty uh, pretty good like the uh, the overall movie was kind of garbage but uh, anyway <laughs> yeah so anyway worse than um, Power Rangers so they're kicking each other's asses mm-hmm. and from this we're getting a little bit more exposition these guys are hitting each other Pretty goddamn hard. Objects are being thrown, glasses being stuck in them, and they're not going down. Because they're some sort of special. Because fables are pretty hard to kill. Now, in the original arc, not that hard to kill a fable. Pretty easy to do. In the Telltale game series, Mm -hmm. pretty difficult to kill a fable. They have longevity based on their popularity as a story. Oh, Um, like American Gods. Yeah, so the more popular they are, the tougher they are. Okay. Pretty common trope with yeah. that kind of modern adaptation stuff. So mm-hmm. it's pretty nice. This is where Ultraviolence suddenly kicks into our... I thought you said Ultron. No, no. <laughs> Ultron swoops down. Um, and Snow White and the Huntsman and uh, Big B form a new Avengers to replace <laughs> the crappy, crappy Avengers movie that I hate. Um, so... I'm never letting it go. I'm never letting it go. Let it go. Um, so... We start to see a lot of things It becomes very clear That the Huntsman is inebriated mm-hmm. There has been some kind of Altercation in the building Up above mm-hmm. um, He keeps saying Don't you know Who I am Right Okay Which leads me to the name Of our first episode Don't you know Who we were ah. uh, Which is what I'm going to Call the episode That's Because brilliant. I'm not a subtle man no. um, But I don't need subtlety This is about fables and It's modern about fables, fables. Yeah I'm fine N- 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 subtle. Um, So All this kicks off And here's where a very violent moment comes in We understand that there are two very distinct tones in this show Mm -hmm. This is told to us by uh, a man who looks suspiciously like a toad Okay Peering out of the broken window Some sort of toadman Okay We see that the huntsman lunges for Bigby Bigby very quickly Mm sidesteps Okay He falls into the car Okay Okay And Bigby goes to slam the door Which is quite a violent scene If you think about it Okay and the way we see this is the toad peers over the thing. He looks. We see the door swing, and then we flash back to the toad who just closes his eyes, and you hear the crunch. No, oh, come on, the okay. Stars, we might as well have. Well, that we, we, we can go full, but we'll cut back to Bigby, who's now covered in the huntsman's blood, uh, and he lights. Uh, a cigarette. Oh. Okay. So this is our introduction. We know everything we need to know about Bigby. Mm-hmm. Not one for subtlety. Yeah, Not a fan of doing things slowly. Procedure be damned. To hell with it all. Not worried about cancer. Yeah. He's the sheriff. He has oh. probably the most longevity of any fable on the planet. The Big Bad Wolf is just Make incredibly it. famous um, in all... Mythology. He's in Russian mythology, he's in German mythology, he's all over the place. He's in French mythology, he's everywhere. People are scared of wolves. People are scared of wolves and they tend to turn them into big bad wolves. Mm -hmm. So, he calls up to... Your one? uh, The Toad. Oh, The Toad? The Toad. And he says, if I don't see a glamour on you next time I'm around, your head goes in the door. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so he's not, he he didn't take no shit. How would Aidan Turner say that? If your head's not in the door, or no, if if I don't see a glamour on you next time, your head's gone in the door. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I thought them yeah, that was actually okay. <laughs> for, for, a, for a split second impression that I had no time to prepare for, I'm pretty <laughs> happy. Pretty good. So, the two distinct tones have been started, uh-huh. okay? Now, this is where I'm going to break it down because we don't have all the time in the world. Oh my. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, go. I'm going to break it down into, into broader arcs now. And I'm going to explain how this works very, very quickly. Basically, the first half of our eight-parter is going to be very much based on the search for uh, Red Rose. Okay. Where is she? Where Where even is she? Turns out, in the original comics, that Red Rose uh, and Jack have concocted a scheme because they're kind of like a con artist couple. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing's a ruse to get oh. some money. But that introduces some very interesting characters to us uh, and the rest of our wonderful cast. Uh, Red Rose, I actually chose uh, as Nina Breve from The Vampire Diaries. Never heard of her. Okay. She seems quite attractive. She pops up every now and then. She's kind of a funky party girl thing. So I can okay. that character. Well, anyway okay so we never thought she was dead uh, see okay so the tone in the first half of our show mm-hmm. is always lighter but occasionally not unlike the door scene it will drop into this very dark territory I like it um, this will become it, it'll be very jarring to watch but for some I, I hope to write it in a way that would be very intriguing as well Bigby kind of emphasizes this character a lot because he is hated by the fable community. Why? Because he was once upon a time the big bad wolf who ate most of them. That makes sense. Okay, and because fables run in cycles, everyone regenerates and comes back, and that's how it works. However, he is always the one that does the eating, so he is outside, which is why Snow appointed him. They come back. They come back quite often. Not anymore, but they used to. Okay. and snow white shows him because he's completely outside which falls completely in line with what noir fiction ah. and hardball detectives do it it is very much based in that um, does he have a trench coat he does have a trench coat does he, he have, does a have a trench coat? trench coat he does yeah he does have a he has a big old trench coat um, yeah and it's quite it's quite important for that reason um, so once we do that uh, you'll be introduced to a couple of different characters very interesting so the first one is a very simple hard detective thing it's a little bit light we see um, a political satire in how Snow has to keep the community together and mm-hmm. maintain order not dissimilar to what we see when there are terrorist incidents in 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 um, Modern times Or things like that Where you have a lot of PR spin Things like that um, A lot of press conferences oh, She'll be on Twitter A lot of Stress Yeah She'll be on Twitter Exactly Except we'll have some Fable Town equivalent Of Twitter They'll all have a scroll That updates <laughs> or something. I don't know I don't know So Anyway The important thing is That this will be very light And occasionally uh-huh. it will be made dark And what's very interesting about that is Bigby is actually in human form But he is capable of transforming Into a ginormous wolf Okay At will And he struggles to maintain his human form quite often. Like bear with a minigun. Okay. Like bear with a minigun. (laughs) Okay. But when he goes full wolf or full bear... No wolf. People die. Okay. He is one of the strongest entities in fabledom. Fabledom. Okay. Which is another reason that he is the sheriff. Mm -hmm. And this dichotomy between the man who wants to be part of the fable community and who wants to come back um, uh, and the, the animal... It's going to be very, very apparent in the tone. Now, so we will have wrapped up the mini plot Mystery. of Missing Red Rose mm-hmm. um, by episode four. Okay. So, not unlike the Luke Cage twist, or oh, the twist, or the thing like that, we are going to see a huge tone shift or a huge shift What's in characterization. Okay? So, as I said, there's another important character in the Fable universe. Uh, normally in noir fiction you have a uh, detective who makes a monologue at the start of every noir film you do a slow pan in towards a, an office window yeah it's darkly lit yeah. there's a man at a desk he's got some bourbon hum- Humphrey Bogart Humphrey Bogart uh, Robert Mitchum take yeah. your pick um, and he's talking now he's not talking in, his monologue no, I, I is, is the, the framing device, device. Um, however I didn't want to do that because it would be very on the nose on the nose a bit so, obvious. I decided that I would give him a foil and luckily he has a foil in the comics it's Colin the pig Colin the pig is one of the three little pigs from the original series (laughs) so like I said the tone's a little bit lighter in the first four episodes okay okay Is is this an actual pig? Yes, it's an actual pig. Just a little There are some animals who can't shapeshift. Bigby can shapeshift because his story requires it. For example, when he ate the grandmother, he shapeshifted into the grandmother to fool Snow White. What big teeth you have. But the more hungry he becomes or the more angry he gets, he can't keep the form, which is how she notices. Do you understand? So we have lots of stuff like this going on. Now, the other really, really interesting thing here is that the man I want to do the voice of Colin the Pig hates John Benjamin, who is on Archer. Um, I don't have an Archer impression but I really wish I did oh, so I think this is very it. important he's going to be a very lighthearted thing who constantly tries to convince Bigby that he's not as bad as everyone thinks so he's Bigby's kind of little like he keeps escaping from something called the farm Okay, and we won't see the farm until season two Okay, but there will be lots of Forget hints dropped it. because he will appear every once in a while he will have escaped from the farm and he will just be in Bigby's apartment oh you had me at talking pig played by Arthur <laughs> and Bigby, uh, Bigby in Bigby's darkest moments he talks with the pig mm-hmm. and the monologue he talks over the case of the missing red rose things like that now Something terrible happens by the end of the first four episodes. We will have invested a lot of time in <gasps> calling the pig. Oh, I'm not calling the pig! And once we realise that it's a ruse, <laughs> one of Archer's favorite and we will words. have introduced other ones. Okay, <laughs> it's a ruse. Um, yeah. Once we realise that a copycat killer will have emerged, one who doesn't realise that the whole affair was a ruse oh okay the end of episode four after we've discovered the con attempt by Jack and Red Rose uh, will be that we see Colin has been beheaded no yeah Colin has been beheaded oh, Colin. so we've invested all that time and effort uh, into the thing but it's cool we'll have flashbacks between Bigby and, and oh, Colin I'm heartbroken. so we won't waste we won't waste H. John Benjamin but this huge snap again serves as a massive jarring
1: thing. Oh no. Okay,
0: it's to shake you out of what you had, and now we understand why I chose HBO or stars. You have shook me out of my reverie. Yeah. So we had this very kind of kitsch noir parody for the first half, occasionally dipping down into the darker elements of the thing, and now we're just going to flip over into Bigby's world. And Colin's dead. Do you understand? Colin is dead. Unfortunately, Colin is dead. And then we're going to really see Bigby start to struggle with bureaucracy because he is a sheriff and he likes to do things by the rules because he feels that's the appropriate way to do. And constantly hitting brick walls. So he begins to become more and more wolf-like. Snow White is trying to maintain order in the city. She often accompanies Bigby. There's a little bit of a romantic entanglement beginning with her. She could be the salvation of Bigby Wolf. Oh. We don't know. Season 7. Though. But... Anyway, this serial killer begins to strike throughout uh Fabletown. Fableton. He chooses unusual targets, shall we say, that seem to have something to do with something called the return movement. Oh. Okay? The return movement will be touched on in season two. Okay. okay? So there's little hints to do to this. So we're not really sure what's happening there. Okay? Anyway, here the read of the jig is. Are you aware of Ichabod Crane and who Ichabod Crane headless is? horseman Uh Ichabod Crane comes from the headless horseman he was yeah. a school teacher uh, and by all accounts Johnny Depp. a bit of a, a milksop of a human being yeah uh, to use the 1950s vernacular <laughs> because I was reading that kind of fiction all week um, yeah um, he will turn out to be uh, the serial killer either him or the crooked man I have not decided Okay, uh, which one it will be it will be played by John Glover do you know John Glover John Glover uh, I don't know Who's if John I have Glover? I don't have him in the Who's slideshow John Glover, John Glover was uh, Lex Luthor's father he was oh yes so John he would be played by him. Yes, uh, so as it turns out he was not a serial killer in the way that they thought he was silencing people who were dissenting from this return, return. movement mm. okay however this will lead into season two Overall, what we should have by the end of our Fables pitch this time is not a case of the weak procedural, like Grimm or yes. something like that. It's a much longer, drawn-out, uh, satire-slash-true-detective-style long long journey into finding things like that. Obviously, along the way, we're going to work in some really nice graphics to represent the uh, fairy world in all its in glory, things like that. Um and yeah, so that's that's my pitch. That's it's more of a treatment. It's not really a pitch. It's an elevator. Well, uh, it's If not, it was the world's longest elevator, then it would be an elevator pitch. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's more of a yeah. If it was the world's longest elevator, it's more of a treatment. How I would go about adapting. Where's where's, where's Christina Milian? Uh she she uh, I never really got around to that. Christina Milian uh, would play um, Cinderella uh, at one point. Cinderella is the femme fatale of the the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't have time to flesh that out completely so it would either be her uh, or a fantastic actress so I don't think I have in the slideshow either um, but anyway uh, that was the, the broad strokes of what I would do there, was, uh, there would obviously be subplots nice little nods to mythology here and there and I don't know I don't know I don't know <laughs> so that was my that was my treatment anyway yeah I'd watch it it's hard oh, okay I'd watch it as long as it was as long as it was eight episodes I'd watch it it would be eight episodes Cause it's not what, hard to please you that's what I do now I just yeah. watch things that are eight episodes yeah, that's fair How many seasons? Uh, Six seasons in a movie? See, no, I'm not a fan of six seasons in a movie. I'm I'm far more a fan of maybe three seasons. Three strong seasons? Three strong seasons by O. For 150? Are you saying that not all 150? I don't think all 150 things are necessary, especially if we're starting to combine canons. Oh. We've, we're, we're in the family territory I think if you wanted to pitch full three seasons uh, first one would be the opening romance of Bigby and Snow White next one would be early days and third one would be uh, married life of, of Snow White oh spoilers Bigby Wolf yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's spoiled um so Ben, before we wrap up for today, because we only got a couple of minutes left, what give us give the readers some recommendations? Ben's recommendation? Uh, yeah, so I spent the week um, watching noir stuff. I had a lot more to say, but it just it, it just didn't fit. <laughs> um, so, uh, philosophy of noir films by Mark T. Conrad is a fantastic compilation of criticism and uh, research into noir and what makes it good. Uh, two movies that I highly recommend are um, The Killers and uh, Maltese Falcon it's always always a winner uh, in my book um, if you want to see the type of characterisation that should be used uh, those are the two that I recommend and then obviously just check out Fables as a series uh, I actually think the Telltale game graphic novel adaptation is very very oh, really? good yeah so don't start from the beginning start from that uh, if you wanted to start there there would be no harm oh there would be no harm cool um, where where can people contact us then if, uh, if they want to leave us any comments or suggestions if you want to tell me that my pitch was very boring um, <laughs> you can contact uh, me on Facebook or uh, you can let Mick know and he will abuse me verbally in next week's podcast um, you can do that through Instagram or Twitter yes we also uh, Michael and Benjamin's podcast also has a Facebook page now it has a Facebook page we now have, we have a Facebook no page way. we have an Instagram and we're on Twitter at Mick and Ben you are so good at this social media I stuff. am social media you are Okay. Alright. Bye everybody. Bye.